It's day 13 of the Odisha Men's Hockey World Cup and it's out of the pool, everyone. Sharks are circling. It's cutthroat time. And it's all before us at the Men's World Cup in Bhubaneswar. Can't wait for the uh, knockout stages to begin. My name's John Lee, my co-host on the World Cup Daily, Matt Allen. How are you, mate? Um, I'm super, mate. What a pleasure to be here once again. And thank you, everybody out there, wherever you are in the world, for joining us on the World Cup Daily Show 13. Yes, more and more people are joining the show. Thank you for uh, listening in and hope you stick with us throughout the uh, entirety of the tournament. We like your hashtag ideas. Yeah, that's it. We go all the way through to the final Sunday, the 16th of December. It's not far away now, John, is it? And that's four teams on the way home. And we now know who's meeting up with each other in the crossovers and then potentially within the quarterfinals too. We do. Let's get to the results from last night's final games from Pool D, though, first of all. And the early game uh, was Malaysia versus Germany. Uh, look, in fairness, both games probably went to script to a certain degree, but there was a lot more in them than we thought there might have been. Um, score was 2-0 in favour of Germany at quarter time, and we thought, how far were they going to go? Yeah, they bought, they bossed that first quarter. They did. 52% of the um, possession, but 72% pass accru- accuracy and 17 circle entries, four short corners. <laughs> yeah, they pretty much dominated. But then... Um, Towards the end of the second, Germany scored again in the 18th minute after goals in the second and 14th minutes. And then in the 26th minute, just half before half-time, Malaysia got a penalty corner goal through uh, Razi Rahim. And then another goal in the 28th minute that went to uh, Nabil Noor. And the score at half-time, 3-2. A and very different prospect than what we were expecting from that first quarter. It was. Um, people were starting to think, well, maybe there's an upset on the cards here. And, uh, you know, to be fair, Germany probably dominated and controlled the game from there. But Malaysia were extremely plucky. Germany managed to score another goal in the third period. And uh, that was through number 22, uh, Marco Miltkow. Uh, but... Uh, Malaysia also added to their score at, in the third period, and that goal went to number 17. This is once again Razi Rahim. And then uh, the Germans knocked another one in in the final quarter to make the final score 5-3. Although it sounds reasonably close, and the Malaysians certainly put up a great effort, it was probably always in Germany's control and never much in doubt, although we probably at half-time were thinking maybe. Yeah, Germany showed that they can score goals and very good going forward, but they also showed a little bit of frailty at the back, particularly to the penalty penalty corner. And, uh, you know, Malaysia are always going to be a threat with that, and every opponent they're going to meet up with from here on in is going to be a threat with that as well so maybe that's pricked up the ears of a few well, coaches Charlesworth pointed out during the broadcast he, he said you know the Germans are a bit frail at the back uh, the, certainly one of the penalty corners that was given away was a horrible tackle and it was just a player who just you know how, how would you describe it Matt didn't have the confidence Yeah, it was a terrible bad confidence tackle and I think every coach will be telling the opposition when they take on the Germans, if you get in the D get a foot, yeah. go the corner don't don't try and stuff around and flick it around and do fancy things, just get a foot and put the pressure on them. Now what do you think about the goals from the Germans? Uh, Milkow got a couple there and that put him onto four for the tournament. Uh, one of them uh, may or may not have been going in from a rear shot. Well lover boy 
<laughs> uh, we'll talk about that later. He did score a goal, in, a great goal in fairness in the, uh, when it was of the 14th mec- minute, the second of Germany's goals. He nearly had another one, as we mentioned before. Um, the, the first one, the Malaysians just gave too much space in defence. You go, if you, if Christopher Rue is there and he's standing by himself and Germany's flooding forward, one of the defenders has got to go to him, not run near him. You've got to go to him. I know he'd be too good anyway, mate, to be honest, I think. Oh, he just slide by. But he got man of the match. Charm. He got man of the match of the game, and of course that was the 300th appearance for Toby Hauker. He was in very good, but when you're standing in the middle of the field and no one marks you, it makes it pretty easy to be pretty good. Well, you think you'd spot him with the headband, wouldn't you? Well, there's yeah, a couple in, couple of the headband yeah. wearers in there. More on that later. Let's get on to the second game. Of course, that put Germany through in top place in Pool D as well, we should mention, which means they go straight through to um, match number 32, the quarterfinal. Second game for the day, the late game in the evening. It was the Netherlands versus Pakistan. And this game, too, at uh, halftime, 2-1 in favour of the Netherlands. Um, it, it was one all at quarter time. And people were just wondering if this really wasn't an upset in the making. Um, Netherlands scored first in the seventh minute through um, a Thierry Brinkman. And then in the ninth minute, Pakistan got a goal back through number 14, Umar Bhutta. Um, then in the... Well, four four, four um, corners, three for Pakistan, one for uh, the Netherlands in the, that first quarter. Five circle entries from Netherlands, though. Um, and Pakistan bossed the possession stats 60 to 40. Yeah, well, but the Netherlands are pretty, pretty clinical. They, they don't need as many chances in front of goal as Pakistan needs to win a game, and they certainly proved this by putting three past them in the second half uh, without uh, conceding. Yeah. But they improved massively into that second quarter and then, yeah, into the second half, yeah. no doubt. And, uh, okay, I thought Pakistan might go somewhere in this tournament, at least beyond the... You know, they, they're going to the crossover, but I can't see them going much past the crossover, unfortunately, on exposed form. No, well, they, they meet Belgium, don't they? They do, and that's going to be a tough game for them. The Netherlands... On the other hand, they've finished in second place in the pool, so that means they're going to the crossover, which is a, a bit of a surprise to uh, quite a few people that they, uh, when they lost to Germany and it effectively uh, consigned them to second place, they'll be taking on Canada in the crossovers. But Winner of that game then goes on to play India in the quarterfinals. Before we get to all of that, though, we've got to talk about the first of the crossover games coming up. Uh, we'll give you the final standings, first of all, from Pool D. Uh, Germany finished on top with nine points. They won all three games, 10-4, four, four against, uh, plus of six on the goal difference. Netherlands uh, won the two games, of course, losing to the Germans. Uh, they scored 13 and conceded five for a, a goal difference of eight. Uh, Pakistan on one point with the draw against Malaysia. That, um, that separated them on goal difference of negative five to Pakistan and negative nine to Malaysia. So sadly, Malaysia go home. That first game really destroyed their chances. That goal difference was always going to be too hard for them to catch up on. But they're all about to be they're all about the 2020 Olympics, and uh, this was Apparently. just part of the process of getting there. Yeah, well, you know, if if you want to write off poor performances as working towards another tournament, you can. It's your prerogative as a coach to do that, isn't it? Now, let's get to uh, the action that's coming up today. It will be the first of the crossover matches and to find out exactly what's going to go on and what the results will be because our tipster is very good. Well, he did all right last night. It, it wasn't quite on the money with the scores, but the score difference between the two sides, he picked both Netherlands and Germany for the win. and uh, By two goals. Yeah, 
Uh, well, no, 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 it was four, four goals um, in the Netherlands game. He picked that a 5-1 win, uh, but he picked a 6-2. And Germany, he picked a 3-1 win over Malaysia, and it was a 5-3. Oh, let's see what he's got in store for us today. You're listening to the World Cup Daily Predictions, a cooperation between studio hockey and the first tip. We are entering money time and the final week of this World Cup. Every game from today on is do or die, which adds some extra spice to these encounters. First up, England versus New Zealand. I doubt either one will make it to the semi-finals after winning this game, but guess my favorites for today are the Kiwis. I see a 3-2 victory for the Black Sticks and the English going home. Who would have predicted a China-France game at this stage? Nevertheless, both were capable of surprises in the pool games. Today, France will be too strong for the Chinese wall built by Coach Kim. My guess would be a 4-1 victory for the French. This would get us the following quarterfinals to be played next Wednesday. Argentina vs New Zealand and Australia vs France. That's it for today on the Daily World Cup Predictions. Tune in tomorrow for a new episode. But for now, enjoy your hockey. Or as they say in India, Aap Bas Hockey! Hi, I'm Flynn Ogilvie and you are listening to the World Cup Daily Podcast at the Odisha Hockey World Cup. And thank you very much to Ernst Bart from Studio Hockey for joining us with his World Cup Daily Predictions. Like I said before, he's, uh, he's getting closer and closer. Uh, what do you think... Uh, on those two for today, a 3-2 New Zealand win over England and a 4-1 win for France over Canada. OK, uh, the early game, England versus New Zealand. That's a 5pm Bubanazwar time game. Yeah. I think England can win. I haven't been impressed by New Zealand at all at this tournament. I think they're playing far below their potential. They score goals when it counts, don't they? They seem to be able to pull them out of their backside when they need to. Um, and... <laughs> England have got some very good players and I th- I just think sooner or later they're going to click and this might be the one uh, who knows they've met haven't met since 2014 uh, international competition and they played four times in that year um, twice at the Hockey World League finals and twice at the Commonwealth Games and we went a 5-1 win to England then 2001 a, was that? 2014 uh, a 3-3 draw followed by a 7-6 shootout win for New, for New Zealand a 2-1 win for New Zealand and the most recent the bronze medal game in 2014 at the Commonwealth Games was a 3-3 draw uh, that went on to uh, a 4-2 oh, shootout so win for England other, they missed each other at the last Commonwealth yeah. Games then. okay uh, and in the World Cup they've met three times and England have uh, won every single one of those yeah look I, I, I think England can beat New Zealand tonight as I said not enough good, good enough exposed form for New Zealand for mine I think uh, if England are unlucky like they were in that first quarter against Australia and a few go begging, yeah. uh, then I think you'll see the ascendancy from New Zealand with it. So that I think the key for an England win, if they are to win, would be to get goals, goals on the board early. Yeah. Well, that's what they did a bit against the Irish too. They got the first goal, so that put them on the front foot, so to speak. Yeah. So every time they scored, they were going to take the lead. Um, on to the France versus China game now. As Ernst said, who would have thunk? Um, 
great that they're both there, I must admit, despite the fact that I didn't think either side would be there, but they are, and I think France is going to be too strong. I'm but looking for a big game from the big Charles. I think uh, he can be a big force in it because there's no one anywhere near the reach of him or he's a big dominating force in the middle of the field for the, them. These three teams met in 2015. Sorry, three teams. These two teams <laughs> met in 2015 three times. Uh, France had a 5-2 win, but the other two games were a 3-1 win and a 2-0 win for China. Now, I know the Chinese side is vastly different from the team then. Um, and, you know, France's stock is, is rising. You know, maybe there's something in that. I think I think France will win, but I don't, don't discount China. And yeah, as we yeah. know, if they get the penalty corner opportunities, you've got guys like Dutalake up there and Jin. Um, they that, can, that, yeah, they can rifle. Um, well, I could make a case for China to win the game, but I think France will. Uh, you know, the Chinese, if they move it around really quickly, they uh, they're a lot. Are they smaller? Well, than the French to a degree, they are. That they're a lot nippier. I don't think the French are as a faster side as China. Um, no, but better, better structure. Um, I think if you uh, control the ball, use the width of the field, um, d- just play the ball around the Chinese, you'll tire them out just like we saw the Australians do. And of course, tomorrow will be the next of the crossover finals. That will be Belgium-Pakistan, the early game. And Netherlands-Canada will be the final of the crossovers. If you're a Canadian player, uh, you'd have to be excited about being in the final crossover final of a World Cup. Would you be? <laughs> would it matter whether you're playing Netherlands or not? It's going to be a tough game, whoever they play, aren't they? You know, it's yeah. um, a, a, a bit of a golf in the, the world rankings. Are they number eleven uh, ranked? Uh, it, yeah, it's not going to get easy. Whoever you got to play, so yeah, you got to play the game of your life. The rankings out, though, didn't we decide rankings don't mean much? No, that's right. They don't mean much. Well, they're indicative, indicative only. Okay, well, that's what we think is going to happen with those games. Why don't we check out today's generically sponsored cheaper prices, lower discounts, goal of the day. day. That's the one. Treat on the left, Razzi on the right. Go to Razzi. And it does go to Razzi. He picks up, look at the reflection, it's in! He has got a second goal! Oh my word, the goal! Full length of the far post, deflects it past Valta. And the Malaysia have two in two minutes and a run back in it. They are indeed courtesy of a Saturday afternoon special. Thanks to uh, Star Sports and the FIH and the commentary team there, Rick Charlesworth and Charlie Broom. So that's Raz- doing an Raz- excellent job. Razi Rahim uh, winning. No, uh, no, no. Razi took the stroke. Now, on here, they've got it number twen- number 19. It's credited to... That's the wrong team sheet. Uh, the Malaysia... <laughs> number 15 is Nabil Noor. Nabil Noor. He was quite cheap on the no, score Nabil, dream team. He, he, well, it was... I haven't seen one like this at this World Cup. This used to be popular, this variation, and it's... Uh, don't hit the ball at the goal, hit the ball wide of the goal and someone comes streaming in from the, the flank and, in this case, dives full length to get a stick on it. So that's one of those ones you go, boys, come on, whatever we're doing, it's not working, we've got to try something different here. It, it was, and it was um, a good old-fashioned variation. You used to see that a lot. You'd still see it a lot in Saturday afternoon grass hockey. Um, 
but a very well taken goal. Great effort to get there, to get the stick on it. And for his teammates to put their faith that he would get there to do it. Because, you know, hitting a ball five feet wide of the, of the, uh, of the goals is n- not good tactics generally for scoring yeah. off a penalty well, corner. you know, you've got a bloke diving in there. Congratulations That's to Nabil Noor from Malaysia winning our generically sponsored goal of the day. Of course, you receive our very best wishes. Discount prices at the last rates. Okay, let's move on, shall we? What else have we got? Now, well, weather-wise in BBI today, 5 o'clock game time, we're looking at around 23 degrees, pretty clear. Um, humidity at 48%, 8K winds. <sighs> It's starting to cool down. Uh, looking forward to Sunday, John. We're looking at a 23 degrees and cloud and rain, the same as the Saturday. Uh, so we could have Are some India wet, wet finals. Are India scheduled to play in the finals? No, on We'll have day. to wait and see, won't we? Oh, well, if it's raining, they might change the game around. You never know. Mm, but um, that's at the discretion of the F- FIH, It John. is. Okay. Uh, uh, just while we're on the FIH, disappointed. People have been trying to find me an Ollie mascot replica um, on the streets of Bubaneswa. Uh, can't be found at the moment, so uh, look, if anybody spots one, please let us know because I want to get my hands on one. Yeah, a keychain. You know, marketing. Something fluffy that's been stuffed. Uh, one of the Canadian boys in hot water, but he will play in the next game um, after an incident uh, running off the field with the yellow card and smashing the advertising no, board. That's when he got the 10 minute yellow. It was, a, uh, it was something Grant Schubert picked end of the up game. on it. Yeah. Uh, Grant Schubert picked up on it and posted it on Twitter and there's been a bit of conversation about you know whether it was uh, worthy of a yellow card or is he allowed is a striker is trying to score a goal he dived for the ball the defender came over the top of him and fell on him fell over him um, and he got a yellow card and 10 minutes in the bin for his uh, his troubles if I'm a coach I'm telling every saying to a defender every time you see a forward dive for a a ball Trip over, fall on him. So J- James Kirkpatrick was the lad, um, but he has got the sanction. If he gets a yellow in the next game, he may get a uh, a ban for the game following. They've got to beat the Dutch first, though. Mm. <laughs> I don't think that will hold him back too much. Um, just uh, yeah, just on that point there. There's some great stuff going on on social media, um, particularly on Twitter. Debate around different decisions. No, no, we're not seeing all the videos from Keeley that we like to see, but you can follow us on the socials on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All and a at big the shout out stick. to Keeley too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's um, we've brought up a query in show number five about ball placement, and Keeley's provided um, an excellent answer. You can just go to FH Umpires and get the links off social media to go direct to the site and see Keeley's explainer. Yes, thank you very much, Keely. Appreciate that. What else have we got? Do we are we are we are we going to the? Band? Well, I just noticed there's a lot of headbands in that German team, isn't there? There are, um, John. And you made a reference to Loverboy before, so we we've got little nicknames for the well, uh, the three pro- most prominent yeah, the three most prominent headband yeah. uh, wearers in the team. Well, um, Loverboy. Well, Loverboy, namely uh, CR17, yeah, Christopher Rue. Yeah, Loverboy. If you, uh, I'm sure Keely Dunn's aware of the, the fabulous 80s rock work of Loverboy. 
well, yeah, uh, lead singer Mike Reno. Um, Lovely headband. And uh, what's their famous tune? Work, working for the weekend. Everybody's working for the weekend. Dun, 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 dun. Beautiful. That's uh, so Dan Newman also sporting a, uh, a headband, slightly different hairstyle with that one though. Yeah, um, he's got, got John he's, Rambo. Well, he's got, yeah, he's got more hair than Christopher Ferrer anyway, hasn't he? Uh, <laughs> I don't what, think there's what, as much product in his hair what, either. What, what was your theory with regard to John Rambo and uh, Newman's potential um, lineage? Oh, well, I, I'm led to believe that um, he might actually be his dad. Really? Yeah. Well, you know, John was doing some hard yards back there, John Rambo in Vietnam. And oh, I'm right, just yeah. led to believe Nguyen might be... Well, yeah. yeah and that's where he, it's it's actually... It's not a headband as such. It, it It's actually physically attached to it. It's like a... Ah, right. Yeah. It's an all-in-one hairpiece type thing. Was, no, no, oh, no. Surgically. He, he was born with it. Ah, right. Bloody hell. Yeah. Um, and then finally, Marco Milko, fourth... Uh, Four goals in the tournament so far. Second highest goal scorer. We've, we're calling him the Roger. The Roger, yeah. yeah. Although he, he he did pinch Christopher's headband, and now he's pinched his, his goal. goal as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently Chris, Christopher um, was very happy because that's Marco's job to be there to to support to pinch him. his goals. Yes. <laughs> Now, I, I did all right um, overnight with the Dream Team, John. Uh, just before we go, uh, I'll just run you through the top five. I've did managed to, to keep fifth spot there. I've just shipped out all the Germans, though, because I don't think they're going to go any further. Um, I'm on one, three, five points with the TRS Development Squad. In at number four, he's always up and around the top. W. Turner from Chertsey Thames Valley Hockey Club with H.C. Dirks Fallen, 135.5 points. Ramiz Raja with Ramiz Raja. So good they named him twice. 142 points in third. ABC 123 from Rob Abbott. 143 points in second. Still at the top, Courtney Doherty. Doherty's army on 148. Woo. Good luck if with your dream team if you're in that competition. And uh, good luck to all the players involved in the crossover games over the next couple of days. It promises to be some really exciting hockey. Cuts rate matches. You can't leave anything behind. Should be great, mate should meet you and look guys out there if anybody's got any complaints do get in touch we'd love to hear them yeah except unless they're about England happy birthday Stephen Finlater